Good morning, everyone, and welcome. It is September 7th, 2023, which means is officially the start of the 2023 NFL season. We have the Chiefs and the Lions kicking it off tonight at Arrowhead in Kansas City. Um, a lot of drama. Week one, John, because uh, Travis Kelsey, Chiefs tight end, um, is questionable tonight with a um, hyperextended knee. Now, the diagnosis came back that his ACL is still intact, but um, this is really about swelling and, and kind of the subsequent damage. So, so John, I, I must say this. Uh, I, I will apologize to Chiefs Kingdom because um, I, I drafted him first overall in my fantasy league, and that, um, as, as evidenced by the last 15 years of me playing fantasy football, is pretty much the death knell for any player or team that I, I kind of hang on to. So, um, John, it might be a struggle you are, first. <laughs> you, you're Eddie Mush from a Bronx tale, right? Yeah. You know, he's, he's rooting for the horse. The horse has a six-length lead coming to the home stretch, and everybody just rips up their tickets because they know Eddie Mush has that horse. So, you know, that must be you with fantasy football. But I would think maybe there's going to be a middling approach to this. Maybe he plays in the red zone because he's nearly unguardable down there and has a uh, snap count uh, limit. So maybe that's some way he plays, but doesn't have to be out there for 65 snaps. Just kind of spitballing that idea that that's a possibility. Yeah, well, look, I mean, it's week one if if (sighs) – like if you're the Chiefs, you, you don't. I see. I, I'm of the uh, belief that you just don't push it. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the point? You know, it's like okay, you get him out there for the banner, everything like that, and you know, it's it's week one, and everyone's kind of uh, hyped up because of that. But at the end of the day, you want him at week twenty two, twenty three, not week one. Um, so yeah, it's it's to me, it's it's obviously not an ideal situation. Uh, certainly for a guy who. Uh, led in targets, catches, yards, touchdowns, etc. Basically, he was, uh, I, I think he accounted for 48% of uh, the Chiefs' offensive production last year from the uh, receiver position. And yes, he is a pretty much a wide, he's a wide receiver, John. Um, I know he's labeled as a tight end, but um, he, he's an elite wide receiver. And, and uh, obviously, the Chiefs are going to have to adjust uh tonight without him i'm assuming he's probably not gonna go uh if anything like i said just to be overly cautious and not go overboard in week one you also have now a 10-day stretch between this game and week two so you could get him extra rest and maybe have him close to 100 percent in week two you're right it's a 17 game schedule so why push it in september it's an, when it's an nfc it really team too that it's, you're playing exactly it's not a divisional matchup it's not a conference matchup right let him heal up, maybe even miss his week two, and then you get him back up to speed for week three, and then you have him going forward because he's always been a durable guy. So that's that's a good thing about Travis Kelsey, among many. But, so but have him ready, and then you but, have him for the postseason. But we mentioned it yesterday. He's football old, Is man. It? Sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say old because I'm older than Travis Kelsey, and I'm, I'm going through this uh, period in my, time, in my life where I have to kind of, you know, accept that but in terms of football old he is i mean people think he's like you know five years younger than rob gronkowski no they're they're like the same age it's just the you know that kelsey's been a little bit fortunate more fortunate when it comes to the injury side of things obviously but um but yeah i mean that's that's where 
I think the concern lies because, again, he's not 27 years old. He's not 28 years old. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that's had a very heavy workload over the last handful of seasons, and you're dealing with an injury that... I mean, look, th- this is a guy who uses his agility and ability to, to move quickly and cut and turn and all that to, to create advantages and get away from defenders. Um, if you're hampered by a knee injury at 34, 35 years old... That's going to that's gonna affect you significantly. So if you're the Chiefs, again, you go overly cautious. Make sure that he's 100% healthy, um, especially because of everything. It, it's week one. It's week one. There's, there's just no sense in, in pushing it because, I mean, again, the Chiefs want to win another Super Bowl, and they're not going to if you, you, you force Travis Kelsey out there and what could be a, a minor injury turns into something worse. So. Like you said, the workload they've had, they've played 14 postseason games in the last five years, which is essentially like another season. So they've played six seasons in the last five years. I mean, that's what happens when you have a team that is this good that continually advances. It's like Tom Brady played essentially three extra seasons in his career just in the postseason. We heard about, you know, Derek Peter had like an extra season and a half of postseason. Oh, the, whatever the, the numbers Delta are. guy. I was like, wait, who are you talking oh, about yeah. for a minute? The Delta guy. I forgot, you know, the guy, <laughs> Delta Airlines, you know, I saw him yeah. yesterday. But, but, but uh, yeah, so it would probably be prudent to rest him tonight and then have him ready for week two or beyond, and then you go from there because, you know, their, their goal this season is to win another Super Bowl. I mean, anything short of that is going to be considered a disappointment. They're kind of the way the Patriots were for nearly 20 years, where it was at least get to the conference championship. That's the floor of what is considered a somewhat successful season. Although with that's the when, Patriots, that's when the Super season Bowl starts at some point <laughs> when it starts, right? Once you get into the postseason, it's like, we can win this thing again. Why not? Yeah. Especially if you have home field advantage in your conference playoffs. And you know, when you get to the Super Bowl, if you've got Brady or Mahomes, you're going to have the best quarterback in the game. So and, unless you're Mahomes going up against Brady, which we saw, Ah, there we go. <laughs> that's up so, for that one. Yeah. Well, you know, I am, I, he, he, he's gone, but he will not be forgotten, certainly not on this show. Um, and certainly if he continues to pretty much get involved in just about every business. I, I mean, it, I, I kind of made a joke about the Delta thing, but that's just kind of weird. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what he knows about airline. Well, I guess he knows a lot about airline travel, a lot of private airline travel, I'm sure. But um, either way, it seems like he's going to be very much in the uh, the public eye for the foreseeable future. For So for those of you who are hoping that he would just kind of disappear hate to break it to you but he's 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 gonna probably be in your face for the you know he's gonna be look i don't think it's gonna be too dissimilar to peyton manning john like kind of kind of what he does i mean peyton's public enough and he stays in the spotlight and look i i think tom's got a personality about him that i i think is greatly underrated um i think a lot more people saw that and you mentioned this yesterday when he was in tampa uh but but i think he can I, I think he could he could he could put put together some good stuff. I mean that that uh, that clip. I don't know if you saw uh, the Manning cast auditions. Um, I actually thought it was quite funny. I mean you had you had a lot mm-hmm. of uh, really good cameos in there, a lot of funny moments. Um, but then obviously at the end, uh, which I look, uh, it it almost feels like he would be just the perfect like. What other person outside of another Manning brother? would, like, fit in with that group seamlessly. Like, wouldn't you want to listen to those three go, like, kind of just bicker back and forth and talk about football? Oh, sure. Yeah, and then Eli just laughing, saying, hey, I beat that yeah. guy twice in the Super Bowl, <laughs> well, you know, because he could throw that out there. Well, in that commercial, he calls him uh, Peyton's little brother, which, I again, I think, <laughs> look, 
the three of them are are clearly very. I mean, we we've known Peyton and and Tom have have been friends for a very long time, obviously, and and have you know, as much as the fans hate each other, um, they actually are are very good friends, and I I'd assume Eli is too, because you know they're all they're all pretty self deprecating and and kind of all have the same kind of sense of humor. So I I, I and, and plus they're they're part of a very exclusive club. John, let's 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 not pretend that's that's not like one of the biggest aspects in all this um, combined between the three of them. They have 11 Super Bowls, but we all know who does the heavy lifting in that one. But uh, anyways, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole because we do have a lot to get to. Um, I do want to mention before we uh, we did our NFC picks yesterday in terms of uh, division winners. Uh, we're going to do our AFC ones here today. But uh <clears throat> Good thing for one of the uh, prime contenders in the NFC. They got their best defensive player back just in time. And uh, Nick Bosa, huge contract. Ooh, I think my voice just cracked there. Huge contract, four years, uh, once $170 million, John? Ooh. Probably like an NBA contract, yeah. right? Yeah, five at 170 is a $34 million average, which is the highest in the history of the sport. It's like Fred Van Fleet money. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you can get a... a, a you know, middling NBA player for that type of contract, right? You know, the superstars make a lot more than that. They're in the $300 million range for, you know, five mm-hmm. or six years like Jalen Brown. But, uh, yeah, this was essential for San Francisco. He's an elite player. He is arguably the best pass rusher in football. He's a, a game changer, a game wrecker with all of that. Um, the only year over the last four that San Francisco didn't make the playoffs is the year he got injured early in the season. So when he's healthy – they're going to win 75, 80% of their games. It's kind of like TJ Watt. I believe Pittsburgh the last couple of years is like 29 and 10 with, you know, TJ Watt starting. You know, remember last year when they had, you know, a really bad two month stretch because he was out. You know, yeah. so these guys are impact players. So, yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. Quarterback, the most important position after that, it's probably wide receiver, edge rusher, corner, left tackle. You know, those four positions are all. Very important as well. So it, it kind of yeah. Done. I'd say after quarterback, it kind of depends on the philosophy of your team. You know, obviously for San Francisco, uh, a guy like Bosa is, is, is a uh, he sets the the trends on defense for them. Mm-hmm. They, he sets the tone, so to speak. Um, so he he'd, he'd be like the biggest, um, you know, probably the most important uh, sans the quarterback. But you know, again, we talked about the quarterback yesterday, and you know, I think that's especially now with Bosa back and signed and everything, that's certainly their biggest question mark. So um, I still picked, I, I still picked San Francisco to win, win the division. And I still feel like, you know, certainly after the signing, that's going to be the case, but still doesn't mean that I don't think that the uh, quarterback position isn't going to be tough. And especially, you know, to, you know, when it comes to concerning the division, uh, you might see Cooper cup, not suit up for quite a while because his, diagnosis is not or let's just say prognosis negative on uh cooper (laughs) cup when it comes to um whether or not he's going to get out there soon and and i think uh that's and and look that's i mean we kind of saw some of this coming you know these these older guys were starting to get injured cooper cups obviously not an older guy but you know this this rams team was older they were you know overpaid um like i said i i think this team is headed for a four win max season like i, I mean i really don't th- I, this is going to be a long year for the rams but you know good for them they have a super bowl trophy to uh hang their hats on so that's that's always a good thing um yeah so uh afc 
John. We'll jump right into it. Uh, AFC East, actually, is probably one of the uh, quite quite the more intriguing divisions. Um, obviously, I think it's going to be very competitive. Uh, Buffalo's won it three years in a row. Uh, the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Miami's, uh, depending on who you ask, is either ascending or you know going to be a pretty good team or whatever. And then you have the Patriots, and again another kind of wild card and and really a lot of what happens with new england rests on the shoulders of mac jones if, if mac jones can play a level of football that was closer to his rookie season as opposed to the up and down second season he had the patriots could have a very very nice offense very nice like i said i'm not going to make some grand claim that they're going to be a, a prime playoff contender but they could surprise some some teams out there and some folks out there who have kind of surprisingly written them off for dead and you know as as bad as things were last year john they didn't even come close to only winning four or five games and i've seen some teams or some people predict them to fall in that four or five win range and that to me just doesn't make sense now it i mean i can't sit here and make a great case that they're going to win more than 10 or 11 but to win only four, that that's almost as as silly as saying more than ten or eleven. So um, I think this division is going to be very competitive. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I think Buffalo is still going to win it for the fourth straight year. I, I think they're, um, I think they're still the best team. I don't think they're as hot as they were. You know, I I, I think they've leveled out a little bit, which may be a good thing because you know less of less of a focus on Buffalo. I I feel like. There really hasn't been much talk about the Bills this offseason, which, again, could be a very good thing for Buffalo. Uh, I Look, I, I look at the Jets, and, you know, the more I think about it, I, I think they're going to have an okay season. But I, I don't think they win more than 10 games, John. I, I just— I, I have the middle. Yeah. I have them at 11. I, I think the division's really bunched up. I, I have the Jets, Buffalo, Miami, and Patriots in that order, but I could see the Jets win 11, Buffalo win 10, Miami win 9, and the Patriots win 8, and a lot of competitive games. And You know, I, I think the Jets' defense is for real. I mean, yeah, that is a top-five defense without question, and I, I think they have some really good weapons on offense. Offensive line is shaky, but I think you could make a case that the weakest unit for every team in the AFC East is their offensive line. Like, mm-hmm. all four teams have question marks at that position or that unit. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, it's a very competitive division. I think the AFC East and the AFC North are the two most competitive divisions in football. So, yeah, the Patriots, again, they, they could have the same record as last year but be a better team. It's just their schedule is really, really tough. You know, I mean, just within the division, you have six tough games against the Jets, Miami, Buffalo. You know, you're playing Kansas City. You're playing the Chargers. You're playing the NFC East, which is, you know, probably the best division in the NFC. So, Top top schedule with a lot of really good quarterbacks, so that's what makes it difficult for the Patriots to maybe jump up the ten wins. But you know they'll be competitive for sure. Yeah, and and look, I mean, I, I, I think, like I, I, I do. I, I like I like the Jets move for Aaron Rodgers. I just I think ultimately it's the defense is going to be fine, but I, I keep saying it: offense wins championships. And I I don't know if this offense is going to be good enough, John. And and this isn't just you know because like even even in the last couple of years the Packers offense has been it's been okay it's been a good unit but I mean there, there's a handful of teams that are gonna you know show up long before you got to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers offense in terms of rank so I don't know if it's going to be able to compete with the Bills I don't know if it's necessarily going to even 
be able to compete with Miami, and it I don't think Miami has a better defense, but I think they have a better offense. Not a better quarterback, but I think they just have more playmakers. And in this day and age, sometimes that, you know, in a regular season game, that might matter a little bit more. So, um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm not... I'm not going to jump ship on Buffalo. I, I think it's it, it might be a boring pick, but uh, I think it's a, a safe pick uh, given what we know. I think they have maybe one more year to really kind of keep this all together. And then after that, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens in Buffalo. But, um, yeah, I got the Bills winning the AFC East. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets. But maybe there's less pressure on the Bills because some people are picking the Jets. Miami's going to be competitive. Patriots be competitive. A year ago at this point, everyone was on board picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl and Josh Allen to oh, win yeah. the MVP. That seemed to be like the consensus pick. And then they had an interesting regular season. I mean, they went 13-3, and three, and their three lowest losses were all really close, but they never looked really connected last year. Right? I mean, early in the season, they were blowing teams out. They looked like the best team in football, and they still won a lot of games. But they always looked kind of choppy doing it because their red zone offense wasn't as good as it should be. A lot of turnovers in the red zone, and that came back to bite them against Cincinnati in the divisional round. But yeah, this division is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out, and uh, we're going to get a couple, um, you know, one, you know, Monday Night Football right off the bat between the Bills and and Jets. So uh, the AFC North we'll jump to is probably the next most intriguing, if not more intriguing, division of the two. And uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of hype around Pittsburgh. I think we both like the the Bengals a lot um I think the Ravens are going to win this division in fact I I mean I Mm -hmm. I kind of think the Ravens are going to have a pretty pretty big year but uh I do think that they're going to win the division it's it's gonna they're gonna barely get by uh the Bengals and it's not any indictment on the Ravens it's just that I think the Bengals are also going to have a really good season I just I I think the Ravens are are set up pretty nicely uh to you know kind of excel this year uh I like what they've done on defense. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson gets the new contract. You bring in Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I think a lot of people are foolishly sleeping on the Ravens. So I, I got them winning the AFC North. I like Pittsburgh. I this this division might give us three playoff teams. Um, I can certainly see that because uh, you know we haven't even mentioned Cleveland. And <clears throat> as much as I'm not. A huge fan of the Browns. I, I like, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to, to, you know, give a lot of credit to Deshaun Watson and what this team could do. But, you know, at the end of the day, they could be a kind of an agitator in this division. So, uh, at the, you know, when it's all said and done, I do think the Ravens are going to win this one with uh, uh, the Bengals finishing second. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting battle. It was last year to some degree with Baltimore and Cincinnati until Lamar Jackson got injured. So, you keep him healthy for the full season, you know they're going to be there. Their defense is outstanding. They've now added some playmakers on offense. You know, Joe Burrow, to me, is right now the second-best quarterback in football. And if he goes ahead and wins the MVP and maybe wins the Super Bowl this year, now you can have that real debate with Burrow and Patrick Mahomes of who is the best quarterback in football. Uh, so I think both of those teams are going to make the playoffs. I'm high on Pittsburgh because their defense is outstanding. Like I said, when C.J. Watt plays, they're a 75 to 80% winning percentage team. So he, he's that good, and I think Kenny Pickett. We'll get better in the second year. George Pickens is a studded wide receiver. And, you know, they, they're they always there, right, Pittsburgh? Yes. I mean, Mike Pomlin's been there since 2007 and has never had a losing season. So, you know, they'll be competitive. And Cleveland as well, uh, you know, had some weapons on offense to go along with Deshaun Watson, talent on defense. But I'm going to go Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. And I do think that 
obviously Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh all make the playoffs this year. Uh, like, I agree with you that you could see three teams from the North make the postseason. All right. AFC South. Uh, Jacksonville. I mean, I look, <laughs> I, this, this division is, is going to be bad. I mean, Houston is, is you know, they, they may be making a turn for the better. I mean, we don't know if they're so early on in this new regime and everything. We'll, we'll find out. And, and C.J. Stroud could be the guy. I mean, we'll. Again, we're going to find out, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to wait until I see a little something out of that. Uh, Tennessee, I, I think, is they're going to be fine. I mean, they're 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 a really good regular season team. They're going to win some games, but I think at the end of the day, I think Jacksonville is going to win this division. You saw a, a, a gr- lot of growth from uh, Trevor Lawrence last year. Um, they have a lot of talent. You know, Calvin Ridley's back in in the mix uh, on offense. So um, I think. Ultimately, Jacksonville takes the next step, and and you're going to see them as uh, the AFC South division winner. I don't, I don't necessarily see them as as being a dark horse Super Bowl contender, but uh, that that could be coming in the next couple of years. But for now, I think they're going to uh, they're going to win this AFC South. Yeah, Jacksonville should win the AFC South. Um, clearly, they have the best quarterback in the division. They've got a Super Bowl winning coach in Doug Peterson. Um, Calvin Ridley now is added to their offense, which is going to give Trevor Lawrence another outstanding weapon. You know, the bottom of the division is so weak with Indianapolis and Houston resetting with new coaches and new quarterbacks that you could see Jacksonville go at minimum five and one within the division, which could really set them up for, a you know, maybe an 11 or a 12 win season, which could see them fairly high in the AFC. But yeah, I go Jacksonville, Tennessee, and then I'll go Houston, Indianapolis. I'm, I'm a big, um, you know, believer that CJ Stroud is going to be a really, really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Richardson could take a little bit more time. He's more raw at this point, but you know those two teams will fight it out for third and fourth place in the South. But yeah, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's almost becoming now, other than Kansas City, the most consensus pick to win their division. Uh, not necessarily because they're that great; it's because the rest of the division isn't all that good. Yeah, and 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 that brings us very nicely into the AFC West, which again, I mean, it, it, it's Kansas City's division. Um, I, I think, I think the Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo are a little bit better, and may have give them a little bit more consistent trouble, but it, it's not a big enough move for, for them to overtake that division. I, I, the chargers at this point, I'm, I'm not buying the hype anymore, you know, just do something. You know what I mean? Like, it, uh-huh. like just it, it, prove to me that you can compete with the big boys pretty much. And they have not done that. Um, Justin Herbert uh, took, I, I believe, and I think we both agree on this, that he, t- he took a bit of a step back last year. At least he kind of, you know, regressed, so to speak. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I like the, I, I mean, I like the Chiefs uh, easily to win this division. I, I think, you know, it's not going to be like, look, I mean, the, this, the, the AFC in general, I think the, the gaps are closing a little bit. Um, obviously Kansas City's without Chris Jones. They're, you know, the last couple of years have lost talent on the offense. Travis Kelsey is getting older, so on and so forth. So there's opportunities for these AFC teams and, and some of these other AFC teams are getting better, like the Bengals and, you know, obviously the Bills are still around. We'll see what happens with the Jets and Dolphins and all that. But you know, for now this this division is certainly theirs because the Chargers, the Raiders, and look, the Broncos, I Okay, you got Sean Payton, but you still have Russell Wilson, and I, I don't. I happen to not think it's just a matter of philosophy as to why he's strong. I just think his best days are long behind him. So, um, in that sense, I think you have one really good team 
and then a bunch of at best mediocre teams. And and I, I think that paves the way for a Kansas City ninth straight uh, division title. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Kansas City should win this thing. And then I'll go Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I think Sean Payton obviously helps Denver win more than five games. Maybe they get the seven or eight, and that might be enough to finish in third place. Um, it almost feels to me like Sean Payton wants Russell Wilson out. You know, I mean, he's, he's telling him, uh, you know, certain things like, you know, you don't have to be a politician. You don't have to kiss babies and shake hands with everybody. Like, stop being a pony, I think, is what exactly <laughs> he's telling him in so many words. Um, I'm sure he'd like to move on from Russell Wilson, but the contract is enormous and doesn't really kick in till next year. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. But, yeah, this is Kansas City's division, uh, pretty much the way the AFC East was the Patriots division for nearly two decades. They're just better. Than yeah. the other three teams, they've got by far the best quarterback, by far the best coach, and you know when you start with that, you're you're on your way to winning the division. And and it seems like there's no easy path for those other three teams to get better. Mm-hmm. We we saw this from the Jets uh, and Bills and Dolphins all the time. Is that they didn't accept where they were. They'd overpay for over the hill veterans, and they'd set their franchise back even further. And it was just an endless cycle for 20 years. And that's kind of what we're seeing. We've seen Denver make. What could be, I mean, it is, I think, also already a colossal mistake in, in getting Russell Wilson, but, you know, so be it. But anyways, so that's a good segue into, uh, well, tonight we have the Lions, we have uh, the Chiefs, and, uh, well, we have potentially no Travis Kelsey. So uh, that has moved the line a little bit. It shouldn't really matter too much because the Lions defense is, well, not good. <laughs> Um, and quite frankly, I mean, you're, you're, you're probably still looking at Kansas city as having the advantage because, well, they have a, just a much better team top to bottom. However, I think the biggest intrigue is not so much the absence of Travis Kelsey, but the a- absence of Chris Jones, because we've seen the splits in terms of how effective they are pass rushing and getting to the quarterback with him on the field and off it. It's pretty abysmal, John. So Look, I'm not about to go crazy in week one and, and pick the Lions, but it wouldn't shock me if, if they kind of pulled off a surprising upset. Because, look, it's it's week one. I mean, the, the hoopla around the banner raising is part of it. Travis Kelsey's out. Chris Jones is out. Look, we've seen the Patriots lose week one plenty of times. doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I just don't think it's going to happen because I, I just don't think the Lions... Um, I don't think... I mean, look, it's the Lions, and I just don't think they're defense is good enough to to slow down uh what i think is going to be a pretty efficient night from this chiefs offense with or without travis kelsey so uh give me the chiefs in this one yeah i'll go along with that it's probably a close game maybe a field goal game the line's like four right now i i just on twitter did not give out a selection tonight it's just too many variables going on so to me take a pass in terms of wagering on it um you know if you want to dabble maybe the over because detroit can put points on the board they don't have a really good defense. I mean, there was a point last year where the best bet in football was just taking over in the Lions game because they mm-hmm. would put up 30 and give up 30. Thus, you got 60 points and you never see a total that high in the NFL. But I, I would just pass in terms of wagering tonight. But yeah, I think the Chiefs will find a way to win by, you know, three or four points and, and get off to a, a decent enough start with or without Travis Kelsey. But uh, Detroit can't put points on the board. So, you mm-hmm. know, you have to be careful about that. It could turn out to be similar to the 2017 opener when the Chiefs came into Foxborough and beat the Patriots. Um, you know, in a real shootout, but the Patriots just couldn't get off the field against the Kansas City offense. But yeah, when in doubt, pick Kansas City at home. They're pretty tough there. Yeah, no, it's 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 a pretty pretty safe bet. So, um, all right, that's uh, 
that's going to do it for us here today. We we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to give our MVP MVP picks and some of our other you know picks for the rest of the season, and of course uh, the rest of our week one selections. But for now, we're going to say goodbye and say everyone enjoy the kickoff to the NFL season. Um, it should be fun. It should be an exciting game, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get some fireworks, John. Hopefully, so um, yeah, that's going to do it. So thank you, everyone, and we will uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>